Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, beautiful, intelligent, <laughs> Disney of the future loving <laughs> wife, Michelle. Thank you, baby. Hi, everybody. Uh, by the way, Michelle is battling through a little bit of a cold to be with us today, <laughs> yeah. so uh, she's a trooper right now. Uh, it's, thanks. It's the pre-Walt Disney World trip cold. I that, know. Uh, luckily, I guess, you know, it's a week before we leave, so uh, right. at least hopefully it'll get out of your system by that time. Right, and I hope you don't catch it, so uh, I know, we'll see. I know. We'll see. Uh, speaking of that, we are recording this episode on Sunday, December 8th. 2019. We really appreciate you joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find our show is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. I've just added a brand new page that I'll get to in just a moment here, but we also, of course, have our newsletter that we'd love if you would sign up for. Right. We really like to share things with everybody and also have an opportunity just to connect, uh, you know, whether it be on social media media or through the newsletter or anything like that um, because we really enjoy this and we hope that we can share some of our fun with you. No question. We love all our Hyperion adventurers. We appreciate you and that you listen to us week in and week out. By the way, there's another thing that's going on right now that is very strange to us. We have an episode that is a very popular episode. One of the best episodes I feel like we've ever done and people have always enjoyed it. It was the episode that is the, uh, our five favorite Disney songs that made us cry. Right. We did that episode about eight months ago and then all of us, it's always been really popular. It showed up in our top tens almost, you know, for a, a 30 day basis consistently. However, recently it's taken a really big jump, yeah. you know, for some strange reason. We've it's like our number one downloaded episode uh, this last thirty days. Uh, it blows away every other episode that we've ever you know recorded. But we're wondering if there's anybody out there who knows why suddenly this episode has taken such a large leap. Right. If somebody has promoted us or you know put a link out to that episode, thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah. and we really want to give you some love and attention. So uh, if so, please. Let us know. Yeah, if you have uh, found us through that episode, or you know, any and know anything about uh, why suddenly this is uh, getting promoted so much, we would love to find out so we can give this person or this you know group, group. of people uh, some love for helping us out and supporting us and promoting this episode. So please let us know. You can always. Uh, hit us up on social media on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And you can also, of course, email any information or for any reason if you want to contact us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. So, again, whoever's done that, we really appreciate it. Uh, we hope you are enjoying more of the other episodes as well. And uh, kind of leads us into feeling like we should do another music one. We haven't done one in a while. Yeah. And we actually do have something slated for January, which we'll talk about later on. And mm-hmm. so we, we love uh, Disney music and we love doing Disney music episodes and yeah. we will be getting back to that coming up here uh, as we get into the new year sometime for sure. As for today, we have lots of stuff for you, including a highly anticipated Star Wars attraction opens. You may have heard about that. <laughs> uh, we learn a little more about another upcoming all immersive Star Wars experiences coming to the Walt Disney World Resort and Disney drops a couple of stunning trailers for some adventurous films that are coming in the first half of 2020. Uh, But before we get to all that, we gave away another of those 
Why did we? Why did we give this away? That <laughs> Frozen Two poster. Now you know, as you know, hashtag Real Men Love Frozen. Well, I don't hashtag love giving away this poster, but uh, you know, we're happy that everybody entered into this contest to take part and win this uh, beautiful, stunning, ex- uh, exclusive D twenty three Expo poster. Right. It is really, really beautiful, and like you said, we really appreciate people who uh, entered into this, and we did our drawing this morning just before going on right now and um, how exciting that we have people who actually listened to multiple shows right. <laughs> I shouldn't say how excited more how appreciative right. for people who listened to multiple shows got all those um, you know code words and won this great looking poster and the winner for this week's poster is Cassie, I believe she's in Montana. I'm not positive on that, but Cassie, you have won that D23 exclusive Frozen 2 poster featuring Anna and Elsa. And I will be in touch with you, or both of us will be in touch with you in the next couple days to get your address so we can uh, send that poster off to you. Right. And sorry for those who didn't win, um, but there's other prizes that are coming down the pike. So keep active with the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, we do have another poster that we are giving away. This one deals with Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. We are giving away this, another D23 exclusive poster that we received at the D23 Expo just a couple months ago. And we'll be giving that to somebody who votes in our final ballot for our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's exciting. And I think that has something to do with a new page. Yes. uh, So that's it. The new page right now is we do have our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame page up on our website. Right now it has all the nominees as voted on by you, as uh, sent to us by you. And it also has a survey, which is the ballot for our uh, for this year's inaugural class. So all you need to do is either go on there and just find that page, go to that ballot and submit all the information. It's four categories, uh, best animated film, best animated character, best live action film, best live action characters. Uh, you can pick from, I believe, in the, uh, the animated categories, it's... Uh, you know, pick up to 10 in the live action categories. I believe it's uh, pick up to seven. Wow. You can pick one, you can pick five, you can pick all seven, whatever the case may be. Enter in your information at the end, just your uh, email address, uh, the city that you're located in and your name. And uh, we will select one of you to win that wonderful poster and maybe a couple other trinkets as well. And we really appreciate everybody. Uh, We had a lot of great participation on social media for people who, you know, made the nomination. So take it to the next step Mm -hmm. and vote. We've already got several voters in. I'm watching, tabulating the numbers as they come in. It's very interesting. What's going to happen is that uh, these movies, characters, whatever the case may be, need to be on two-thirds of the ballots to make it into the Hall of Fame. We're not just messing around like, oh, they got a couple votes. They're getting into the Hall of Fame. No, this is the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame, (laughs) so they need to be pretty popular. I was a little surprised so far. There's a couple that got like multiple nominations, like blew away. Like There were certain characters, certain movies that like got so many nominations that I was like, oh, this is going to be a shoe in to get in there. They're not quite there yet. So if you have some of your favorites and you haven't voted yet, 
be sure and get on there and vote. Plus, of course, like I said, you get this great chance to win this wonderful, wonderful poster as yeah, well. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Yeah. so we'll be continuing that all throughout the month. So get in there and vote. We'll also be sending out a link to the uh, the survey, which is the ballot on social media. So you can find it there as well. But now let's get to our main topic of the week. This one was designed perfectly by Michelle. and She's <laughs> battling through this cold, like I told you. So uh, maybe a little struggle for her today. But I'm excited to hear all about this brand new main topic we're connecting to today. Michelle, please tell our listeners about it. Okay, so I'm calling this one Cracking the New Disney Experiences in 2020. Ooh, I love it. I know. So uh, as you've all probably heard, there's a lot of exciting changes launching at Disney for 2020. And so we want to kind of review some of those with everybody, but we're going to do it in a little bit of a fun way. So uh, yeah, hopefully you all are ready for new adventures at Disney World. So I told Tom part of what he's going to do. Oh no, the secrets here? (laughs) Oh boy. I don't know if I'm ready for this. (laughs) So um, some of these things are attractions. So what I shared with him before the episode is just that he would be giving a a rating of what kind of attraction this would be if we were in the old-fashioned ticket type of uh, process. So, you know, uh, you probably may have heard of A, B, C, D, and E, and E tickets being like the primo. Mm -hmm. So as we go through, honey, I want you to say what you think the attractions are worthy of. And we're not going to say A and B because those are like the real basic things, you know, that are small. Um, So C, D, or E. Okay. That's your first thing. Right, before we get to that, just in case there are some listeners out there that don't know this, uh, because it's been a while since they've done the tickets uh, out at uh, Disneyland of the Walt Disney World Resort. It used to be that when you would go to the parks, instead of just paying one price pays all and you go to all the attractions you want during the day, uh, you would... Uh, you know, get into the park and they would give you a ticket book and you had so many tickets, uh, you know, E tickets, uh, D tickets, C tickets, B tickets, A tickets. And you could, you would use those up until you ran out on the attractions that they coordinated with. Then you, if you ran out of E tickets, which everybody did pretty quickly, you could purchase more while you're there or C tickets, D tickets, right. whatever the case may be. So that's kind of where, if you don't know, and we, you know, we assume most of you probably know what the tickets are, but I'm sure there's a couple of you that never experienced it. Maybe have heard very little about it just to kind of give you an idea of what they this is going to kind of correspond with. Right. And and people may have heard the expression that's an e-ticket mm-hmm. ride meaning that's, you know, the top of the line kind right. of uh, experience. I think we just didn't you in your stocking last my mother give you like some A and B tickets right, last from year. Right, Disneyland. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I have some from our family of Disney World, some uh, old ticket books or partial ticket books, but it was kind of fun getting some from Disneyland yeah, as well. So kind of cool, just a kind of a neat, unique collector's item. Right, exactly. And it was always funny because you would walk out in the days and you would have like all the E's, the D's, the C's are gone, but you'd have like a ton of A's usually <laughs> yeah. still left, you know, maybe some B's as well. And maybe there'd be some drawer in your house where you would just have these booklets right. and just had A tickets in them. Exactly. The A tickets were mainly kind of like the uh, going the Transportation, transportation on Main Street, Main Street USA. Right, yeah. So. That's usually what they uh, consisted of. Right. Okay. So that's the first part. If it's an attraction, you have to rate that. But the second part of this is there's more things here than you can do in a day. Ooh. So you need to, for each 
thing that we're going to mention, say if it's on your must-do list or nice-to-do. Okay. You know, it's kind of like when you're prioritizing your day. You kind of, the activities that you must get done. And some things, if you have time, it'd be nice to do. But now, are, are this going to be broken down by parks or are we just going to assume like we can beam to whatever place it is at any one time so we're not like, okay, well now I'm in Epcot, right. but now I got to go travel all the way to Magic Kingdom and you know hop on the monorail right. and switch monorails. And, now, great you know. question. No, it's you, just like that. Like you said, you have the ability to teleport. Okay. Perfect. All right. That's good to know. All right. Because I like to make things harder than they really are. And so if your list maxes out by my standard of what you can do in a day, you may have to drop something. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I usually like to get a nap somewhere around <laughs> two o'clock, so <laughs> it shouldn't extend your, past your uh, limit, I'm sure. Right, exactly. So I'm going to kind of go in order of when they're opening. Okay. Um, we'll start with the first one that actually has a coming soon sign posted in the park, and that's the Land Pavilion's, their new film, Awesome Planet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this film showcases the beauty, diversity, and dynamic story of our planet. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's reported that it's going to have stunning photography in a very immersive theater experience. And they'll have space sequences created by none other than ILM. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be awesome. Industrial light and magic. Hence the word awesome planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will stir guests and deliver an environmental message that will resonate far beyond its final scenes. Yeah, uh, we got word that that is going to be debuting along with a couple other uh, films uh, in January 17th of 2020. So it's really close now. We're just a little over a month away right. for that debut. So uh, very cool. So that's an attraction. What letter would you give this attraction? I'd give that a C, a C. Uh, personally. I mean, I think it's cool and I will want to see it, but I don't... F- feel like it's this exciting fantastic thing that i have to go on right it's kind of a might do if i you know if i it's a great thing to get out of the heat humidity the rain whatever you know and i i do think it'll be stunning and wonderful to check it out and i do want to check it out but i don't think it's like a a, if if i have only have so many things i can do before my nap right it's not gonna gonna be on my must-do list so this is on your nice to-do list okay so this one um, it, you might think it's kind of a little of a, a cheat. I don't know, but I'm going to say it's included in our list is Rise of the Resistance opening in January at Disneyland Resort. Mm-hmm. So we know it, as you mentioned earlier, it opened at Walt Disney World this week, this mm-hmm. past week. So if you could teleport over to Disneyland because it's going to be new in January at what, January 17th. I believe that's correct. Yes. Um, first of all, what would be your rating? Oh, it's an e-ticket. Um, for everything I've seen so far, e-ticket. It's like a yeah. it's like a triple e-ticket. Like it makes three <laughs> e-tickets to go on that attraction. From everybody's reports so far, that uh, and now it has had some issues with breaking down. But right. uh, everybody who's been able to uh, go on this attraction has really been thrilled by it so far. It's a complete e-ticket attraction, and it's definitely a must-do for me. All right. I want to know what you were thinking of some of these as well. <laughs> I I think right now I'm I'm two for two with you. Okay. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to write this down so I keep track of how your day is going. Oh boy. I know. All right. So, on another note, but it will tie into what we're doing. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Do you know what is the Guinness Book of World Records 
longest daily running in a single theater of the same unmodified film of any length, feature, or story, or short. Hmm. Is that the, uh, what is it? The, um, oh, shoot, the... Um, why can I think of it? Expressions of France or whatever. Very good. Yeah. That's right. That designation was achieved by Impression de France. Impression, that's it. Right. Uh, shown in the French pavilion. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is, and we know that we love that movie and thankfully it's going to continue on. So it'll continue being a world mm. record holder. But in January, they're going to add a Beauty and the Beast sing-along mm-hmm. directed by Don Hahn, who was the producer of both the animated and live-action versions of this tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another C for me. C. It's a C. Uh, but I do want to do it because uh, I love a good sing-along. You know me. All right. Uh, so I, I, I don't know if it's a must-do, but it is a will do want to do okay so nice to do but it's nice not to do uh but if it's you know depending on what my days fold out i mean again it, you know this all depends on let's look at through these things and decide maybe i can put it in there as a must do later but uh, right I, especially early on i'm gonna hold back on my must do's <laughs> right away uh, man you know. i'm surprised sing along and beauty and the beast i love it actually I, I i want to do it it's kind of in between a you know might do and must do it's kind of gotcha. like want to do it but right. I, I can't say oh yeah that's it there's no way i'm not going to go through there and, and stop in well maybe it could be at the top of your nice to do list mm-hmm. and if you have time you could bump it up right so. um i think i'd kind of similarly rate it with you although without seeing it it's hard to really sh- be sure it mm-hmm. you know it might be a d ticket but i'll go with c as long as as you mentioned that. So. One thing that almost bumps it up is that I hear that Angela Lansbury is, is uh, actually right. narrating it. So that's, uh, that bumps it up a little bit more. It's almost like a C plus ticket. Right? <laughs> Maybe you could coordinate like a C and a B or right. something like that. Make it <laughs> throw in five A's, you know? <laughs> okay. So rounding up the January rollouts um, and rounding is appropriate for this one because it's Canada far and wide in Circle Vision 360. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be able to get ready for some breathtaking look at the Great White North in Circle Vision 360. Yeah, I love it. Um, By the way, that along with the Beauty and the Beast, they're they're both debuting on January 17th, 2020. Uh, That was announced this week as well. Um, This one, again, I'm giving it a C. It's Mm -hmm. it's a, you know, might do or whatever, uh, because uh, I love the original one so I much know. and I'm kind of going to miss it, but this might be spectacular. I may see it and uh, think uh, I might bump it up even higher because it's, it's great. I love, I mean, we love Canada. We visited Canada right. several different times. We love Canada very much and uh, we think Canada is very is spectacular, beautiful, as many countries are, you know, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing the footage of it, but I don't think it's a must-do on my uh, okay. day until I see it and then maybe I will change my judgment on it. Right, right. Okay, well, I think similarly, um, I might put it, if it's not on my must-do, I'll put it pretty high on my would like to do. Okay. All right. So let's move into February premieres. Uh, mm-hmm. Staying at Epcot, Space 220 Restaurant. Ooh, yes. So this new culinary experience will feature celestial panorama of a space station, including daytime and nighttime views of Earth from 220 miles up. 
What's cool is you're going to board a very special elevator for a journey to the space station. Uh, and along with viewpoints that will give you real-time perspective as you travel high above the planet. So when I looked at the pictures of this, uh, all I could think of was like the Mission to Mars attraction mm -hmm. in that elevator. Because it is kind of like in a circular and you're looking down at a, a floor platform. And that kind of brought back some of those memories. So, um, but once you arrive, you enjoy fantastic meals and drinks while taking in the views that are truly out of this world. Um, this restaurant's going to be held head up by the Pantina Group, which has done a lot of other um, restaurants, including ones on Disney properties uh, like Morimoto Asia, Maria and Enzo, Tutto Italia, and Via Napoli Restaurant e Pizzeria. But uh, over here in the West Coast at Downtown Disney, uh, that group has the Catal Restaurant, which we love when mm -hmm. going down several there. Several times, yeah. Downtown right, Disney. right. Uh, as well as Tortilla Joe's and some others. But anyways, um, that's what's coming out in February. Yeah. Um, preliminarily, I'm going to give it an e-ticket and a must-do until okay. I go there and actually try it out and we'll, and I'm going to judge it differently. But, you know, I think that, uh, the concept of it is fantastic. I need to see it. I need to see how it looks. It, it I, you know, I love the, the elevator, like you said, that it's very much like mission to Mars, mission right. to the moon, uh, that puts you up 220 miles. And that's why it's a space 220 restaurant. And, uh, you know, I also think it's going to, a lot of it is going to be, dependent on where you sit within the restaurant. And we've seen that from various other, you know, the San Angel Inn, you know, if you're right. by the water, that's great. We talked about uh, with the Monday Morning Monorail podcast a couple of weeks ago when we were on their show. And by the way, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, uh, you should listen to it as we uh, discussed uh, Walt Disney World versus Disneyland attractions. But uh, go check that episode out. But we discussed the Blue Bayou right. uh, restaurant and how uh, it can be, your experience can be so different depending on where you're sitting uh, within the restaurant because the food is okay but it's it's not like this out of the out of this world and it's just like this <laughs> well, i don't know one. it's gonna be out of this world <laughs> um so i i think that you know it, it could depend on are you closer to the big windows where you're looking at the space or you're right. kind of in the center of more of and i actually think of many of the um be our guest can feel that way right. too and for many depends on where you're sitting within these restaurants sure. uh will the ambiance is different for you. So uh, preliminarily, I say it's a must do and I give it an e-ticket, but I want to sit in there and experience it and see how the views are from uh, various different locations out there and then try the food as well. Right. It could drop down to a D and, uh, you know, probably right. do or whatever once we've actually experienced it for the first time. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So I, I think similarly. Um, so let's move into the springtime. And Cirque du Soleil mm. is happening. Uh, Walt Disney Imagineering, Disney Animation Studios, and Cirque du Soleil partner together to come up with the Disney Spring Show, This is Destiny. Mm. You know, so many of the Disney's most compelling and memorable experience from blending different art forms that we've seen in animation, uh, in addition to breathtaking choreography and visuals from Cirque du Soleil, which they're so well known for, and featuring the music that integrates the beloved Disney theme music. The show will also integrate iconic Disney characters and the performers will be interacting and animating the characters. So um, the music of the show will integrate, as we mentioned, themes and melodies from well-known animated features. And this uh, previews are slated to begin March and the show will actually debut in April. Okay. 
I probably give this a D ticket. Um, it looks, we saw some, uh, a lot of like, uh, artwork for this and some descriptions of it at the D 23 expo. And it did look very, you know, mm-hmm. very interesting. Um, I, it's a, I think it's a negative to me that it's at Disney Springs. We just don't tend to get to Disney Springs very often when we're at the Walt Disney right. World Resort. So tend to trek in over there, but I understand that's where you got to put it. Right. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I am going to put it as a must do though, because right. I do want to see it. I, I do need to experience it at least once to check it out. Uh, the, the, the description of the animation working together with the live action within a Cirque uh, sounds fascinating right. to me. I'm, I, I, I do need to check it out. Right. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I think I would give it an e-ticket though. Cirque du Soleil, um, they really do some amazing, crazy kind of acrobatic type of, of their show. And it's very visual. Plus with this music, uh, which I think is going to tug on our hearts. Mm -hmm. I I do believe that it would make it an e-ticket. Yeah, well, see, I'm, I'm kind of in between because, you know, I, I don't want to give everything an e-ticket that I like, that right. I want is a must-do. <laughs> it's a D, that's pretty good, but I do consider it at least a must-do once because I do need to see it. I do need to experience it because the description of it that we saw at the D23 right. Expo was fantastic. And right. I'm excited to see what it's like. Okay, so next, in, we're going back to Disneyland, is a new parade that's going to make its way down Main Street, USA, called Magic Happens. Mm. And um, as always, the, the parade's going to feature stunning floats, beautiful costumes, and beloved D- Disney characters from Moana, Coco, Sleeping Beauty, Mickey, and as I said, many more. Um, in addition... To an energetic score, Magic Happens will feature a new song produced in partnership with singer-songwriter Todrick Hall. Yes, okay. Um, Look, I'm not a parade person per se. I don't go to a lot of the parades. Uh, when I do go, actually, I, that I, I enjoy them very much. I know, that's what's so funny. You know, which is hilarious, but I don't go out of my way for the parades very often. Mm-hmm. Uh so it depends on who you are. I mean, if you're a parade person, this sounds like it's going to be fantastic. And right. You're going to want to check it out. It looks, you know, we again, more stuff that we saw at the D23 Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we heard a little bit of this music from it, and uh, it looks pretty cool. For me, though, personally, it's a C, and it's a might do. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Or you mean nice to do. Nice to do. Yes. Okay. I, I, can, can never, I can't remember your categories. <laughs> nice to do. Let me write that down. Nice to do. Okay. All right. Um, you know, I understand what you're saying. Um, in some parades, I love and some I don't. Uh, one of the things that I find personally in terms of parades is I like the nighttime parades mm-hmm. a little bit better. I would definitely think this one would be, for me, a must-do, at least to try it once. Mm -hmm. It's not something I might say that I'm going to do over and over, but definitely give it a shot once. Right. I I just say, I'm not one that wants to wait around to find that perfect spot to to sit and watch the parades, because most of them I find they're they're cool, and I enjoy them or whatever, and they they serve a purpose, and uh, the kids love them, and they're all pretty like i said they're all pretty awesome i mean um you know i love the paint the night parade i love the main street electrical parade right uh and there's some other ones i've i've really enjoyed but i just don't know until i've seen it to, to say that this is definitely something i have to do that it's a, it's a must 
do. So uh, kind of withholding judgment on it. And I think that's going to be the case with all of these is, right. like, you know, the hype for it isn't as big for this as it is for some of the other things. Right. I mean, and, and I don't know, they may do some dining packages with it that you can get some mm-hmm. reserved area to watch the parade, which might be nice as well. Yeah. Well, especially for you, because you always struggle. I mean, <laughs> if you don't know Michelle, she's a little vertically challenged. You know how and it was a, it kind of made it as a big deal on social media that for some reason, uh, Disney listed Olaf as five foot. No. Yeah. Five foot four. And I'm like, really? Olaf is five foot four? Well, Olaf is four inches taller than Michelle. Yeah. So, you know, I take that for what you what it's worth. So, um, a lot of times we do have to find a, a spot where Michelle can actually see. Right. You know, otherwise, she's just looking at the other people's backs and right. shoulders, you know. So, uh, sometimes we, it is worth it for us to do the dining packages. It's not for necessarily for everybody to right. do dining packages for these things, but uh, to make sure Michelle gets a great spot, uh, we do often splurge on those things. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a nice perk too. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. All right, now we can talk about summer 2020. In summer, <laughs> that was really pretty. No, all right, it's not. It's pretty all right. Everybody just you know <laughs> turned off the podcast right there. No one's listening anymore. <laughs> Probably should have given a warning. No, yes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I, I should just put a warning on every episode. <laughs> Tom may break into song at any time. Be warned. <laughs> okay. So in summer 2020, we'll see the debut of a delicious looking new restaurant in the France Pavilion, Le Creperie de Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they're saying about it is it's going to have both table and quick service options and features a menu from celebrity chef Jérôme Bocuse. And I hope I said that right. Works for me. <laughs> so what do you think about this new eatery? E-ticket. Uh, I love crepes. <laughs> I love French food. Uh, I love the fact that you, t- you can do either quick service or dine in. You know, um, I think it's fascinating, and I, I, it's a must do for me at least until I've tried it. And t- but right. I've liked I've liked all the food in the France Pavilion. Right. Always, they have wonderful, wonderful food at the restaurants, at the uh, the, the patisserie there. Uh, so good. Um, I am excited for this one for sure. Nice, yeah, me too. Um, it's always fun when they have a, a new um, way to get food at Epcot because it's it's all we can't ever get enough food I know I know so many choices mm-hmm. um, but I agree with you I, I really like the fact that it's going to have table service or quick service um, because there are different times when you're there on the trip that you want different things and mm-hmm. the fact that they're going to have both is very very cool right I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm looking I'm looking forward to checking that one out for sure. For All sure. right. So we're going to stay in that pavilion right now to talk about a new attraction, which is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Nice. Yes. So in this one, you get shrunk to the size of Chef Remy and you race through Gusteau's restaurant on a wild expedition. Now, we experienced this in... Paris Disneyland so we kind of already know about this attraction yeah, assuming it's going to be the same right uh, it's great right uh, we love it it was fantastic uh, would go on it a hundred times a total e-ticket I'm excited for it and uh, it will be a must-do once it opens up uh, there at the, the France Pavilion for sure right I agree it is it is really cool the um, technology that they use where you really do feel like um, because of everything projected very large around you, that you're on a you know, wild journey mm-hmm. 
on you know scurrying through through the kitchen right. under the stove yes. and it's it's really dodging cool. carts yeah. and whatnot so mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun um if anybody's been to universal studio and did minions same type of Somewhat technology yeah. um it's a screens based ride right yeah. yeah so anyways lots of fun mm-hmm. all right we're still in Epcot, a lot of things happening in Epcot in 2020. Uh, Harmonious. Mm. It's replacing Epcot Forever, which is kind of the transition mm-hmm. um, nighttime show right now at Epcot. Um, and Harmonious is is expected to be the largest ever created for a Disney park. Um, they're going to celebrate how the music of Disney inspires people all around the world. And it'll, it says it's going to be carrying you away harmoniously on a stream of familiar Disney tunes reinterpreted by a diverse group of artists from around the globe. And they said Harmonious will feature massive floating set pieces, custom-built LED panels, choreographed moving fountains, lights, pyrotechnics, lasers, and more. Very cool. phenomenal. Yeah. And we did get, like you said, uh, you've mentioned a couple things that we've seen at D23. This at D23, we saw the choir group that Mm -hmm. did one of the songs. Did a little bit of the music from it, yeah. Uh, This one's a tough one for me. Uh, I think that it's definitely something I want to see, you know, to see what it's going to be like, to see how Mm -hmm. it, you know, ends up uh, replacing the shows that have been there prior to it. Um, I guess I give it a D ticket and, Ugh. but a must do, I think it's a must do at least the first time. And then we'll see from there. Right. I mean, I, I agree with you in terms of it being a must do. I, I think, w- you know, we don't really get a lot of the description of what it is, but I think what we have experienced at Epcot with illuminations, illuminations. uh, the holiday illuminations and Epcot forever. I mean, they all do have some spectacular parts to it. Like you said, it might not be something you're going to do over and over. We don't know yet what this one is going to be like, but I don't think they've really disappointed, especially for a first time viewing Mm -hmm. uh, for a nighttime show. So I would give this an E. You're giving it an E? I'm going to give it a D. Eh, I could could go either way. I could go a D. I I feel like I'm giving everything an E right now. (laughs) You're just so excited for everything. I am. It's it's, it's fun. (laughs) You're excited for all the new stuff that's coming out. And that's great. I love it. Uh, Like I said, I'm... Uh, I'm giving it a D and then we'll go and check it out. I it is. I am going to put it on a must do because at least for once, I, right. need to, I need to see it, see what it's like, see how it compares to. We're seeing Epcot forever for the first time here coming up here uh, beginning in a little over a week when, when we're on our vacation. Right. Uh, you know, looking back at Illuminations and what that was like. And I, and then I'll compare and contrast and decide if it's something that I it's worthy, you know, checking out multiple times on our various vacations to the right. Walt Disney World Resort. Right. So um, it, like I said, must do, uh, but I'm kind of just kind of hedge my bets with a D ticket right really? now. Yeah. I have a feeling it's really going to, the music is going to be so one that it's memorable of things that we've heard before, but the fact that they're kind of reimagining it as well, I think it's going to bring some, you know, life to some of these traditional songs that we've listened to. And, it, it, you know, I mean, who doesn't like a pyrotechnic, like nighttime show with lasers and everything. Um, So I I think it's going to be pretty spectacular. And I think they've had, you know, quite a while now that they're, you know, making these changes 
to make it something very special. I, th I think the fact that they did Epcot Forever, kind of like a, a love story to Epcot and Illuminations, um, I think this is going to be fabulous. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping so. I really hope so. I want it to be as good as possible. So uh, let's keep out a good thought for it. All right. Ready for another attraction? Sure. Let's uh, get to the next one. Okay. The next attraction is the first ride-through attraction starring... The very popular and beloved Mickey and Minnie Mouse mm -hmm. called the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yes. So this is coming to Disney Hollywood Studios. Uh, we just got the notification this past week that it's going to be March 4th, Mar I believe. March 4th, 2020 is what they said uh, just right. a couple days ago. Yeah. So um, and we've, we've heard the description before that it's an attraction that will take guests through a journey inside the wacky and unpredictable world of Mickey Mouse cartoon shorts featuring a stunning surprise twist mm -hmm. that sounds it sounds fun to me and it's an e-ticket and i'm uh, it's i'm gonna be a must do at least once to try it out see what the, the all the hype was it's the first mickey mouse attraction of course mickey Minnie, the whole gang there uh, goofy as the uh engineer on the runaway railway which you know with goofy as the engineer is any surprise that it's a runaway railway uh i um, i'm excited for it and uh you know we'll see hopefully it, it lives up to all the hype that it's received Right. Uh, the hype it has me sold on it. And then when I ride it, we'll see if it's, it continues as an e-ticket as a must-do. Right. Uh, interestingly, this one I would probably put as a D. Mm, why is that? Does it have anything to do with the animation? <laughs> well, possibly. I mean, I'm I'm not as crazy about the, the artwork for the current Goofy. Um, but I definitely love the, the new stories mm -hmm. that the Mickey and you know the mickey mouse um shorts are yeah they have great stories they I, are I, I just know that you're not crazy about the animation look at some for some of them Ma yeah mainly mainly goofy um i mean i can i can handle it but it i just think it loses he loses a little bit of the charm in the in the way they've animated him now but that's just you know we all have our personal taste sure. in art you know um i am looking forward to it though i mean i love the wacky when they talk about wacky and if you have disney plus and you've had a chance to see the plausible impossible segment of how animators make you believe something could happen when it really can't happen and i have a feeling that's going to be part of this as well and that's always really fun mm -hmm. too yeah i'm i'm excited for it and again we'll see if i if i keep it as an e-ticket after we first mm -hmm. ride it but the hype train literally <laughs> is uh behind this and uh, i'm fully on board uh, again you know no pun intended <laughs> jeez yeah uh, a lot but of apparently i'm dropping there. them right and left so uh yes i'm e-ticket and it must do yes all right cool Okay, so now we're going to go move along as the year goes on and move over to the West Coast. Okay. To uh, Disneyland, and that is Avengers Campus. Oh. <laughs> so this superhero-themed land will be linked uh, in a global story with Disneyland Paris as Avengers set out to recruit the next generation of superheroes. I think it's also linked with, uh, I can't remember which of the Asian parks, but at least a couple of the Asian parks. They're all linked together. Everybody that has some sort of Marvel attractions within it, Hong they're Kong. all linked together. Hong Kong. Right. Thank yep. you. Thanks. Yeah. So uh, in some ways, these new campuses are like the Avengers themselves, a group of diverse individuals who have teamed up for the same purpose. 
Um, and I know I'm reading this and I apologize for no, that, good. but that's all we have, right? Um, so at Disneyland California Adventure, the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, or WEB, mm-hmm. will house the first Disney ride through attraction attraction to feature Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So in this brand new experience, guests will take spins on the web slinger vehicle and sling webs just like Spidey. Yes. So uh, you're going to help him collect spider bots that have run amok. They've run amok. Yes. So um, there's that. And then also in that same land is Pim's Test Kitchen. And Pim's technology uses their latest innovations to grow and shrink food. Yeah. Totally ticket for me. Everything there is a must do. You know what a big Marvel fan I am. I need to check this all out and experience it. And all the artwork I've seen so far looks fantastic. Um, I love the concept of it all. And it's, you know, this is just the beginning of it. It's even growing further as we uh, progress into the coming years as well. I'm excited for it all. Right. Uh, Just to keep tabs here, you now have three restaurants. So if you pick another restaurant, and I don't know if there is one, I can't remember now. I'm really, Uh, really hungry. (laughs) Right. So all three meals are already accounted for. That teleporting, it takes a lot (laughs) out of you. That's right. That's right. Um, The other nice thing that's going to be happening in that campus is that, you know, they're going to have the heroes such as Black Widow, Ant-Man, and the Wasp, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, folks uh and the superheroes superheroes from wakanda Mm -hmm. and asgar and iron man so Mm -hmm. uh, people who really love to see these characters will have that opportunity in this land for sure yeah i've been excited for it since they started to announce it uh, a while back and uh, as it continues to grow, I, I you know couldn't be more thrilled for when this is going to open finally sometime in 2020. It's 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 exciting. It is exciting, and what's really exciting too is this is just phase one. Mm-hmm. So uh, as we saw announced uh, already, there is a lot going into phase two that's going to open up later on. But for 2020, this is going to be a fun addition to California Adventure Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thrilled for it. Can't wait to see it when it opens and experience it for myself. All right. So um, going back to Epcot, um, and this one, it didn't seem to be listed with official opening date. Um, several sites are, are predicting it to be open in 2020. Not sure, um, but we'll include it in this show anyways. Okay. All right. Uh, the China Pavilion's Wondrous China Film, and that's going to uh, replace what's there now and take guests on a spectacular journey across the country, filmed and presented in a completely seamless 360-degree digital format. Mm-hmm. Uh, see ticket and uh, like to do. But, wow. Uh, not a must do. Just like all the films. I don't think any of them I've said so far is a, you know, it's a definite. Mm. I'm going to put it on my okay. list. Uh, if it works out schedule wise and everything, I want to check it out. But right. I just don't think I, I, I couldn't put it as an E or a D ticket. And I can't uh, necessarily like I have my day will not be complete if I don't see the China film. Right. I, I can't say that. Yeah, I guess I can understand that concept. I would put it as a solid D Mm. and based on what it is, what it looks like and the experience, I might move it up even to an E. Mm -hmm. Um, I do feel like the 360s, they've done really wonderful work with that Uh, over the years. It's, it's developed into a, a much finer production and, 
it is a an immersive experience. And I think that's something that we always like in, you know, the parks is having that immersive feeling. And when you can do that at one of the pavilions of the countries and get an appreciation for those other cultures, I'm always in. Right. Don't get me wrong. I love all the films. Right. I love Epcot so much. I love the different pavilions. I love, I, and I do, you know, yes, if they have attraction center, that's great. But just the films themselves are, are fantastic as well. I like those and I will want to do it. I just can't put it on my must do list. And as my day is completely filling out right. here, you know. Right. Yeah. So I think you have a full day here. And so we're just going to wrap it up with something that's really not an attraction. It's more of a, a tool or a feature that's going to be coming in 2020 and it's called um, Disney Genie. And what they're claiming is that it's going to be a revolutionary new planning tool that will help make planning your trip easier, more fun, and provide customized itineraries geared to topics like princesses or thrill seekers, foodies, families, um, you know, and I'm sure they'll have more than that too. But um, guess we'll even be able to tell Disney Genie what they want to experience and it will quickly evaluate millions of options to present them with an optimal day. We'll see about this one. I, for us, I think because we're experienced uh, Disney mm-hmm. fans, Disney world travelers, uh, Disneyland travelers. Right. We've, you know, we kind of know the ins and outs of how to work things for the most part. Right. But I don't think it's as important for us. I think this is very important for some people that, you know, don't get to the parks regularly and, and don't know the ins and outs. Don't even have the time to do as much of the planning on their own. And I, I think that this is going to be a tool that Disney is going to put uh, before them that's going to help them out in many ways. Uh, right. For me, it's a, you know, I, I, of course I want to check it out and see how it works, but it's a, a C and a, you know, like to do. It's not something right. that I find necessary for us because I feel like we are our own Disney genies. Right, right. I agree with that. You know, I think that, you know, we've been able to always kind of decide what we want to do um, in the order of things. I agree with you. I think for people who haven't done Disney World or haven't done Disney World recently, um, I think it's going to be a great tool for them. If you've only been to Disneyland, I, I think it's going to be something that'll really be able to help I, I, because I think people who have only been to Disneyland don't realize just how much planning should go ahead at Walt Disney World. And so it's kind of a different type of uh, approach to it, especially with fast passes, because that's very different than what we experience here at the Disneyland Resort. So I do think, especially for those people, it's going to be a very beneficial tool. I think that for me personally, I'm interested in just mm-hmm. trying out to see how close would it be to what we would plan out for a particular day. And um, I like the fact that it would actually set up your fast passes for you. I think rather than, you know, like for us, we have to get up at 4.30 or 4 or 4.30 in the morning to try Ugh. to do that. Yeah. Having this take that burden from us, <laughs> I shouldn't say burden, but, you know, the, the, take that task away uh, would certainly be a benefit. Sure. Uh, again, I, I, I see some value to it. I definitely see value to it to people who do not know as many of the ins and outs of Walt Disney World right. as, as we do mm-hmm. uh, or just, just don't have the time to to kind of plot it all out, to do the research or whatever. It really will help them in so many ways. I just don't know if it's necessarily for us, but that doesn't mean I don't want to check it out. Right. Sure. I mean, I think too, if you're traveling uh, with a very large group, with a very mm-hmm. large family or, you know, like if we were to, you know, we did that in June, we had quite a few uh, on our our list and, and trying to get all those fast passes 
coordinated especially was challenging. Um, and, you know, also with the dining reservations, especially if you want to get certain really special, hard to get ones that you have to do exactly at 180 days ahead. I do think it's going to be a beneficial tool for that yeah, as well. There's so. no question. I, and I sound, I, I don't try, I'm not trying to sound pompous here as far as that. Right. We no. know everything. Right, we do not no. know everything about going to Walt Disney World Resort. Not by any stretch. We're still learning ourselves every single day. Sure. Uh, but I feel like we have enough knowledge that uh, it's not something we would regularly put into right, the, exactly, uh, use. Regular, right. I think that that would be said and true for a lot of people who go regularly, that's mm -hmm. probably not something they would do. Yeah. Agreed. So Agreed. anyways, so good choices. So here's what you're, you want to know what your day would look like. Right. I'm, I'm assuming I'll just go with my meals. I'm, I'm assuming I'm having breakfast at the creperie. Yeah. That's what I would have uh, to say. Then too. I would probably go over to Pim's for lunch right. and uh, stop for dinner at uh, Space 220. Right. That makes sense. Right. That sounds okay. Good. Those yeah. are my, those are my meal plans. Right. What's the rest of my day look like? So the rest of your day, um, uh, let's see, we'll have to go in order of night. I mean, day to night. Uh, so you, you have um, Mickey's, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Railway that mm. you would be doing. Okay. Um, Rise of the Resistance. Oh yeah, no question. Uh, Remy's Adventure. Mm -hmm. uh, Web. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can do and, that right around when I'm hitting Pims. Yeah. Right. Uh, then you'd have to do one of the early shows, early evening shows for Cirque. Okay. And wrap it up with Harmonious uh -huh. at the end of the day. So well, works out. I'm glad like I can teleport because that's gonna be awfully tough to that's make all right. those things. Plus, I need a nap somewhere in the middle of that. So <laughs> I know. So you might have had. You might really want to cut something out there, but. Yeah. Anyways, that's how it stands right now. I like it. Our time. I didn't continue. get to see why you had more things I think on there than me. I would like to see your list. <laughs> well, you know, I would. I think I would have to drop some things that you have. You know, I I think the meal things. I totally agree with you. What those are, um, and I think I would probably. Gosh, it would be hard to drop one of those because they all sound really great. I don't know what I'd do. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to maybe a really full day. Right. No nap for Michelle. No, no nap. nap. No nap and for Michelle. Yeah. And have to really run from restaurant to <laughs> <laughs> the next attraction. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, because you can teleport. You don't need to run. That's you true. You just teleport everywhere you go. Instantly teleport, Perfect. though. Yes. Perfect. So I love it. That's a wonderful main topic. Good job, Michelle, with that. We'd love to hear uh, what you thought of some of these things that are coming up here in 2020 at the Walt Disney World Resort and the Disneyland Resort. Uh, what do you think about them? What tickets would you give them? What's on your must-do list? And what is it kind of like, eh, all right, that's fine. But it's not on my, you know, I just like to do it, not right. my must-do. So we would love to hear from you. Please hit us up on social media or email us your list and we'll share it uh, maybe next week. Right. You know, and it's it'll be interesting to see what some of these things will become, you know, like the beloved you must do you know like haunted mansion has become and mm -hmm. some of you know the others and um not quite sure if some or all of these will make that but of it'll course. be interesting to see because you know see what the experiences are like it's really tough because you know i, I actually want to put like all these on must do's because i right I, I, the first time they i want to check them out and experience them and then i can kind of rate them on where i want to put them true but because i can't fill out my day like you know you, you're limiting me on how much i can do in the day um i i can't put everything on my must do list but i do want to every single thing that you named i i do want to check out and see if it's something that i'm going to love and become 
become a must do and want to do right. every single time. I guess the approach here for, for, for your task for today was you only have one day. Mm. What would you right. say you have to right. make sure you experience? I'm glad you, you didn't mention because I would have been also tough for you thrown in the, the couple barbecues that are coming to Epcot, right. you know, the, Amer- the American experience, right. the new uh, one coming there and the, the Disney Hollywood studios. Uh, there's the one coming to uh, toy story land as right. well. Um, I love a good barbecue food, yes. I love a good barbecue and I would totally be checking those out, but I don't know where I would possibly fit it in during the day. Right. You know, so I'm glad you did not add those. So See I didn't it. have to yes. shun those. Yes. So, and there's, nice. and there's going to be a lot more happening in 2021. So a lot of exciting things moving on in the park. Oh, yeah. 2021 is, I, I think, going to even be bigger than, oh, uh, yeah. by far than 2020. Right. So uh, cool. Lots of great stuff coming to both the Walt Disney World Resort and the Disneyland Resort. So that's it for our main topic of the week. Now we get to our Disney stories of the week. Always so many Disney stories, and we like to get to a few of them. And we're just going to hit a couple of them real quickly because Michelle's not feeling the best. So we want to get through this as best <laughs> as you can. You. She just did a fantastic job with uh, that segment. Thank you. Even though she was laboring through it with uh, you know the, the little sniffles that she's got <laughs> uh but we'll start with and you know you just talked about it star wars rise of the resistance opened this right. week and boy uh the people were showing up for it uh, they were lining up out there really really early in right. the morning i think it was so early it was before we even went to bed here on the west coast <laughs> uh and so far it looks like okay they've had some uh problems with it a little bit here and there with the system which shouldn't be a real surprise. There are so many systems at work in this attraction that uh, to get them all functioning at the same time correctly, right. you know, especially early on, is probably going to, you're going to run into some speed bumps here and there. But all, well, when people have been able to ride this attraction, they have loved it. Many right. saying it's the best thing they've ever seen in any park anywhere. Um, and even for those that have had troubles that have been taken off the attraction or whatever, um, Disney has done a wonderful job yes. of fulfilling, you know, some of their needs with uh, giving them some special things throughout. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, Disney really wants it to be a positive experience. Um, you know, typically with some of these uh, more recent rides and attractions, they have done soft openings. And I, I get why they didn't do necessarily soft openings with this. They really wanted to kind of get it out there. And so I, I think the actual debut day was the soft opening Pretty kind much, of yeah. thing, you know, and it is using a lot of different high technology that hasn't been utilized before. It's different systems connecting. So, you know, you have that increased chance of having some issues, but I you know, they're, I'm sure they're using this as their time to really evaluate how to make that um, be avoided for the future. And like you said, Disney has been, you know, trying to get some recovery of experience for people who have had issues with the ride, whether they were given a boarding pass and couldn't make it on or if they got on the ride and couldn't uh, complete it. I think Disney has done a wonderful job. Yeah, I've heard actually nothing but rave reviews for the people that even, you know, even though that they, you know, they've been disappointed because they haven't been able to ride the attraction for right. whatever reason, uh, that they've gotten, they've, they've received park hopper tickets for, you know, another day that could be used right. up until like for a long time. I don't yeah. remember what you said. Was I think it, it was 10 years or 20 yeah, years. Yeah, it was like, like so long. <laughs> Uh, as well as a, like a fast pass, they can use it any attraction, including Rise of the Resistance for the nice. next day if they wanted to. Uh, for those in line, we've seen them handing out snacks like popcorn 
popcorn and they've handed out bottles of water and Chewy has kind of been walking through there, you know, oh. to kind of greet all these people. So uh, they're trying to treat people the best they can, knowing that this attraction might run into some bumps along the way until it gets kind of smoothed out. But uh, and again, everybody who's been on it so far has just raved and raved and raved about it, at least that I've seen. Sure. I haven't seen anybody say anything badly about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than, you know, there's some people that want to complain about whatever. Right. Uh, so the complain about it breaking down, what you know, but uh, considering the way Disney is handling it, uh, I think that's, uh, they're doing a really good job with it. By the way, if you are planning on heading out there, and we don't know how long this is going to continue, if you are planning to do uh, the Rise of the Resistance, right now they're doing a boarding group uh, form of how you can get on board this. So you don't just line up for it to begin the day and hope you get in. You're not in a 10-hour line or right. whatever. Uh, they're opening the park very, very early. You need to scan into the park. Once you get into the park, you can get on your My Disney Experience app right. and try and sign up for a boarding group if they are still available. Uh, and once they do that, you will, you know, you can just kind of meander throughout the park uh, during the day. Right. And once your boarding group comes up, they'll let you know and you'll have two hours to get there. So if you're in the middle of lunch, if you're on another attraction, if you're in a show, whatever the case may be, you don't have to immediately get up and book it right. to Rise of the Resistance. So you'll still have this opportunity. Now, we don't know how long they're going to continue that on for. It's obviously through this weekend because it's been very, very busy. Uh, these things, the boarding groups have been going very quickly early in the mm-hmm. day. Although I have heard that, uh, you know, well, one, some boarding groups have not been able to go through, but I've also heard that if you keep checking back throughout the day, every once in a while, something might open up for yeah, you. Nice. So, uh, you know, it's always worth it. It's worth it for fast pass pluses, right? Fast passes plus fast pass pluses for fast passes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's worth it to check back on that attraction that you really want to go on throughout right. the day to see if it opens up. And it's also worth it to see if a boarding group would open up for you for Rise of the Resistance. And yeah. we're excited because we're going to get to try this here coming up in, gosh, it's, you know, it's a little over a week right. and uh, it's so exciting. There's so many new things we're going to check out at Walt Disney World for our December trip. Right. Yes. And a lot of holiday things that we're going to get to experience mm-hmm. too. So we're looking forward to that. But yeah, I mean, from the people who are on the West Coast, we're kind of used to this process that Disney has uh, implemented for Rise of the Resistance because we've kind of had that all along for um, even like Radiator Springs racers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen those typically go very early in the mm-hmm. morning. If you're not there for, you know, within the first probably hour, you might not get a fast pass for it. And so we, we kind of know how that goes. And it seems to be a very good system I think to avoid you know taking up time when you're not going to possibly even be on the get to go on the attraction so um, I I like what they're doing but like you said they may change that I mean we had similar when Galaxy's Edge first opened Mm -hmm. at first there was um, you know a lot of hype and a lot of crowds at the beginning that you needed to get a boarding pass uh, or get a reservation for either um, Ogas or Sabis. Right. And so um, it'll be interesting to see if they're going to make changes to Rise of the Resistance, um, you know, boarding or ticketing. So, right. But it, it sounds like a good process. So far, so good. It seems to be, you know, working for the most part. Again, you know, right. it's tough when their attraction, you know, is, is, is as complicated as this one that will um, obviously run into some speed bumps throughout the day. Uh, but it seems like they're doing okay with it. And by the way, if you, uh, uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is still wide open. Uh, just 
because you can't get a boarding group or whatever for right. uh, Rise of the Resistance doesn't mean you can't go on to Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. You can't go, you know, experience the rest of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So that is still wide open. You can still go into that. It's just a matter of getting on this attraction to begin with that you will need a boarding group to be able to go on it at this point. So. Right. And that, you know, we, we saw that with uh, when Pandora opened that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that, you know, there those are still very popular attractions too, that those are the ones that we have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to do fast passes for mm-hmm. um, 60 days out because they're going to go pretty quickly. Yes, they will. There's no question. And so with those boarding passes, at least as long as they're running right, right now, I'm expecting that we will have to be up pretty early to get a boarding pass when we decide that we're, we're going to rope drop the studios right. to kind of get that done. Well, and it's nice, too, that they've decided to open the park earlier, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they're trying their best to make this experience wonderful. And uh, so... And we're anxious for it. We are anxious for it. Another thing that we're anxious for is uh, something else that's going to be Star Wars at Disney. We have a little more information about uh, when you'll be able to take a cruise through the Star Mm. Wars universe. Not a lot more information, but uh, we were just talking a little bit more about the things that are coming up at the Walt Disney World Resort. Well, in 2021, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will begin transporting guests to a galaxy far, far away. Now, uh, they, they... gave us some more artwork to it uh, when they talked about it this week on the Disney Parks blog. It's it's You're going to get to check into this location uh, that's going to be basically the starport where you're going to catch a shuttle, apparently, like to the right. ship itself. <laughs> and then it's going to be this all-immersive two-night kind of, you know, galactic star cruise. Basically, it's going to be a cruise through outer space where they're going to have all these activities on the ship as well as a day at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, kind of a, right. a port uh, stop at uh, Batu yes. uh, for you on there, and I just could not be more excited for when this opens up. We, we and I know it's going to be so expensive, but right. oh, it looks so very cool. <laughs> so it does cool. look cool, and I love the whole concept of making this be uh, that you really like on a cruise ship in the stars, you yeah. know. And I, it's an amazing concept to me, and looking forward to it as well. Yeah, uh, so looking forward to it, and uh, we will find a way to get on it, and we will talk all. <laughs> about it believe me on the podcast once we eventually do get to experience it yes yes so uh, just a couple of the quick things this week a couple of trailers dropped we're not going to really go through them in detail or whatever but just kind of i want to hear michelle's initial thoughts on uh, first one was uh we had the black widow trailer mm-hmm. dropped this week it's just the teaser trailer so it was a really short one but uh, uh really saw some interesting things about this now we saw a few things already about this at the d23 expo right. but i want to know michelle's yeah, impressions of the Black Widow trailer that we yeah, saw. Yeah, I actually really liked it. And, and I wasn't sure if I was initially thinking that a standalone storyline of Black Widow was going to be very exciting or popular. But this really looks good. Um, and I agree with you. What uh, This was a real teaser trailer you know, compared to what we saw before. Uh, so if you do get to see, once you get to see more, you'll understand what we're saying, that it really looks like a, a great, fun movie. Yeah, uh, fun and exciting, and yes. yeah, it's everything you'd want from a you know what's what was a Black Widow movie. It's going to be kind of a spy movie. Like I said, we saw much more footage from this at the D twenty three Expo. I'm sure as then the next trailer comes out, this more uh, extensive trailer, right. you'll see a lot more uh, about it. It it 
there's a lot of family and friends and everything and, and all of this stuff about Natasha's life that's going to come out in this. And I think it's going to be uh, fascinating. I'm looking forward to it when it opens up on uh, May 1st of 2020. Right. So uh, really cool stuff. The second trailer that dropped was a, a more extensive trailer for Mulan, the live action mm-hmm. version of Mulan. Michelle, what were your impressions of the Mulan trailer? Well, uh, everyone that they've, they've dropped, I've loved. And, you know, uh, it looks like a great film. I love the massive scenery. Um, you know, obviously they have a, a really large cast to have the same kind of imagery that we've come to know in the animated classic of Mulan. So yeah, it looks great. It looks like it has um, continued with a lot of the original uh, animation movies theme um, but has made some changes and it, in real life it looks beautiful mm-hmm. uh, looks stunning uh, I like the, the 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 action it looks a little darker than the mm-hmm. original animated it looks like it's going to be gritty um, right. I, I love that about it uh, as far as the trailer itself I love that they kind of had the yeah this uh, orchestrated reflection right you know the song reflection playing in the background I thought it sounded fantastic Mulan looks great uh, I'm a very even more than the Black Widow film. I'm very, very excited to uh, check this one out. It looks really good. looks like it right, could be agreed. one of the better live action, you know, uh, updates to these films that we've seen from the animated films, you know, the right. remakes, live action remakes is what I'm trying to say. Right. Uh, and it looks that, like it has the potential to have some real heart in it. Yeah. It, it looks like it could be stunning, awesome, visually spectacular, and I'm excited for it when it opens up on March 27th of 2020. Yes. yes. So we'll see that one uh, coming up here in just a few months yeah that's not really, long yeah, cool. not long not long at all so that's it for the Disney stories of the week however we never leave you without some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation something that might help you at the Walt Disney World Resort or the Disneyland Resort Disney Cruise Line Run Disney whatever the case may be we always try and give you some sort of tip that might help you and we always start with Michelle one because she's wonderful gorgeous <laughs> all things good and she's been able to battle all through this episode despite being feeling ill and yes. we are I really thank you, honey, for, uh, for coming on. I know pleasure. it was thank not easy for you to get through this, and especially when you had the main category right. today. But uh, Michelle also always has the best tips. Uh, so let's get to it. Here is Michelle's <laughs> tip of the week. And hopefully it'll sound logical because my brain right now is... A lot of cold medicine going <laughs> yes, on over there. Exactly, right? yeah, exactly. So um, it, it, it's kind of a blend of a, of a topic or a tip, you know, and it's, it's about planning your trip. And so the first part of it is, you know, especially if you're going with your children or grandchildren as parents or grandparents, we typically like to choose either a restaurant or a resort or activity that we we know the kids will like. And we just want to remind people to allow yourself permission to make some of the plans specifically that you want to make because the kids are going to have fun regardless. They're going to be at Disney Park. So Give yourself that opportunity to have some special treats that you want to do, like whether it's a, a restaurant that you want to try, you know, or or even a resort that you feel like is more adult themed, that they're going to still have a great time, mm-hmm. you know. And the second thing that goes along with this is, especially if you're going with a larger group of a family, is um really making sure you're not overdoing it. And I know this sounds redundant of some, some things that we've said in the past, but we recently did this uh, several months ago with family and it was their first time to Disney World, uh, or at least for the kids and, and the parents hadn't gone in a while. 
And I think we really did try to make sure that they saw so many things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like your challenge today with trying to see everything that's new, but you really can't. And so try to make sure that you're not building so much into the day that everybody is just so exhausted that they can't appreciate the fun. And I think that was something that we learned from that experience too, is it's fun to go as a first time with somebody as a first timer, but maybe overindulging in everything is not going to end up being as fun as you might think it would be. Yeah. And, you know, we always talk about it, you know, to find a place in the day when you can get a little rest, whether it be a dip in the pool, a nap or whatever, especially on some of these hot and, uh, you know, humid days that can really take it out of you. But just being at the parks in general can take it out of you. But it is tough because you want to show them everything. You want to do right. everything. And you yourself might want to do everything. Right. Uh, but it, it can be difficult. And if you're not prepared for that, if you're, you know, uh, you can be worn down and you know, the worst thing to be at the park is look, you want to be there. You want to be having a good time. You want the whole family to be having a good time. Right. And you know, sometimes you hit that wall and the meltdown begins, you right, know, right. especially with young children and yes. uh, that's no fun for everybody. So, right. Or you just end your, your vacation saying, Oh, this was just too much, yeah. you know, and then you, you're you need a vacation pr- from your vacation. Right. Yeah. Right. And you, and then, so it really more is not more, less is more. And, you know, just understand that it's such a big park or parks, whether you're talking Walt Disney World or Disneyland, there's so much to see and do. Just always plan to scale back because I think you, it's it's easier if people scale back initially and you, people then say, yeah, I want to do something more that you can add on. But if you plan to do everything and then you're pushing to do, get that done, even though you might be running tight on time, again, you end up with a trip that doesn't feel totally fun. Mm-hmm. You know what's right for your family. Some families can do this. You can go rope drop to fireworks, you know, uh, and some people can do that. Uh, but uh, if you don't know, uh, sometimes it's better to kind of take it a little slow, easier to schedule yourself lesser and, and add things than it is right. to plan out your day, want to do all these things and be disappointed at the end of the day because you're just worn out and you haven't done everything you've wanted to do. Right. So get the key things out of the way and then kind of go from there. But again, there are several of you that I know you are going to go and you're going to be there. Rope drop to fireworks and uh, more power to do. you. Right. I cannot do that. But I, I I love that you guys can. Well, I think especially people who have, you know, who know the parks, they can know that they can do that or not. So, you know, this is more a tip if you're with people who haven't been before mm-hmm. or you yourself haven't been uh, for a long time to a particular park or ever to a particular um, park, that just try to minimize what you're planning and know that it's just going to whet your appetite to go back. Exactly. I like that. As I always say, Michelle has the very (laughs) best tips. Uh, Now to my tip and my tip is going to be the most disappointing part of your Walt Disney World Resort vacation. And that is going to be your last day. I know it's never fun. Now, um, what I'm going to talk about here is now we all love the uh, Disney Magical Express, okay? At least when you're going to the Walt mm-hmm. Disney World Resort. It's great. It's free. You're excited. <laughs> you're going to Walt Disney World, uh, you know, the most magical place on earth where dreams come true. You couldn't be more excited. However, you know, when you're going back, it's more the tragical express, yes. you know, as we all know, <laughs> and it always brings tears to my eyes every time we're on it. Um, but I, what I wanted to know, let you know is that 
it's not always the best option for you. Yes, it's mm-hmm. free or it's included within your right. resort vacation anyway. And that's great. Um, you know, that's exciting. But remember, a lot of times when you get that, uh, that, uh, little pamphlet on your door, you know, saying, and this is when your, your express is going to be, uh, you get into the airport like three hours ahead of your flight (laughs) or whatever. And so really you're limiting some of your vacation time, which is, again, you're not paying anything extra for it. Right. Um, you know, great. You know, and and many people like to get to the airport much earlier to make Sure. sure that, you know, there's no, you don't run into any snafus while you're there or whatever the case may be. Um, but in some ways you're limiting your time at the Walt Disney World True. Resort by doing that. Now, one thing you can do, and we have done this too, is to call uh, the front desk to talk to them and see about uh, getting a little bit later time right. on your Disney map. Sometimes they'll bump it back by an hour or so. You right. know, you'll still get there two hours ahead of time, but maybe it's not three, three and a half hours right. before your flight. Um, so you can do that. However, there are other options out there if you don't mind paying a little more to get yourself to the airport. Right. A couple things that you can do is one thing, if you want to pay a lot more, you can do a minivan <laughs> right. to the airport, okay? Uh, that is a lot more. That is $150, right. by the way. Just so you know, I mean, you get to go in those cute minivans. Yes. Uh, you get, of course, it's it, it's Disney personnel sure. basically running this th- system. So And so you get the customer service. It's really nice and everything, but that is $150. If you have that money, great, do it. Uh, there are other options, however. If you want to rent a car, for example, you can go to the car care center right mm-hmm. there in the middle of the Walt Disney World resort they have a shuttle that will pick you up at your hotel at your resort take you there you can get your car bring it back to your hotel right. load it up and go from there right now i was just checking for yet uh, for tomorrow if you wanted to just like last minute decide to do this it would be 45 dollars for a mid-size uh, which should fit most of your bags right. and your family depending on the size of your family so it's not a terrible price it's 45 dollars for however many people right. in your family or whatever uh, you also have the op- I mean, the one thing about that though is that you're taking time out of your day for someone to go to the car, get a right. shuttle, go to the car care center, pick that up, come back. So you know, weigh that into your options. Uh, another thing is like you can do a, a ride share service like Lyft, uh, who yes, also you you get your minivan through right. Lyft, but they also do regular service as well. And I was just checking on that today. If you wanted just a standard Lyft right now from uh, where we're staying on our final day, Bay Lake Towers mm-hmm. to uh, the, to the Orlando Airport, it would be thirty one dollars for a standard Lyft. Okay, nice. then you can kind of schedule that on your own. Right. You don't you can decide when you want to go. You don't have to take any time during the day to bring a car in or whatever. Right. If you will need a larger sized uh, lift vehicle, it was $45. So about the same price as a, a, you know, a rental car right. from Alamo or whatever on the, there on site. So just giving you some other options out there. If you want to maximize your time at the Walt Disney World Resort on that final day, yes, of course, everybody loves the Magical Express. It's, it's included in your resort price. Uh, do it if you can, if right. it works out for you. But there are other options out there that you can take advantage of. Right. No, that's that's a great point, you know. And obviously with the Magical Express, they want to make sure they're guaranteeing you're going to arrive in time to get to the airport for your flight. Um, so that's where I think they're very um, conservative on their their departure times. And I think, like you said, when we've asked them to adjust it, they've, you know, gone through the spiel of, you know, we're not responsible if there's any problems and you miss your flight. Um, so, 
but we didn't, we had plenty of time. Again, it was, you know, just a difference of an hour. And yeah, the car rental thing is easy. The one thing that um, we learned from that is, although they have like routine pickups at most of the hotels, you do need to notify them that you're going there and to reserve it. Schedule it a day before. Right. Yeah. yeah, You're not just going to stand out there because if they don't have anybody scheduled, I don't think they do go pick up. No, so. they're not just on a rotation right. through resorts like the buses. Or exactly. Whatever. Um, so that's just something to be aware of to make that plan in advance because we had a reservation one time and didn't realize to do that. And we ended up having to get a different pickup time than what we had wanted to because we hadn't reserved right. it in time. So great ideas though of how to, you know, have a little bit of you know, one flexibility at the end of your trip, you know, and still do it within a reasonable price. Right. Um, you know, if you have a family of four, you know, $45 for a rental car or for right. a lift, that's not that bad, you know? So, uh, it's all what's right for you. And you can even, again, since if you already have the magical express booked and you decide you want to do, you know, stay a little more, uh, a little longer, whatever, you can decide this the day before you sure. can rent the car. You can decide on the spot if you wanted to have Lyft come and pick right, you up right. you know? yeah. and take advantage of because uh, a lot of the resorts uh, for a lot of the airlines uh, they will take your bags right from the resort to the airline right. there take advantage of that as well so you don't have to worry about that during the sure. day all you have to do is you know, have your carry-ons right. in hand and make sure you, but make sure you have any identifications any medication right. anything like exactly. that with you for that so uh, that's it for this week next week uh, well we'll just be a few days one we'll be on and on. we'll be traveling to the Walt Disney World Resort, yes. but we'll also be only a few days from the end of the Skywalker saga. Yes. Star Wars, the rise of Skywalker will be debuting that very same week. So we'll be wrapping up our Star Wars Remembered series. We'll look back at the most recent film in the Skywalker saga, Star Wars Episode Eight: Last Jedi. Rob LeBerry from the Jedi Temple Archives podcast will join us again. And I nice. have a feeling this is going to be an interesting conversation because <laughs> I don't think we all agree on how we feel about this film. <laughs> Probably that's a true statement. Although, I mean, as with any film or art, there's probably things that each of us like or love and things that we may not be as appreciative. But it's been a really fun series to do to look back at all the um, Star Wars films in sequence of how they would have rolled out in true life. And now we're getting down to the very end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, uh, it's really dramatic. I'm mm-hmm. so excited to go see that film. We're going to see it out at Disney Springs and uh, couldn't be more thrilled to have that opportunity. And it'll be fun. Uh, you know, even though I think we're going to have a difference of opinion, I think we always have a great conversation and it'll be fun to break down uh, The Last Jedi next week. Yeah, it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting. So speaking of exciting, we are excited that you joined us today on the Hyperion adventures podcast uh in the future you can find us well most everywhere you get podcasts the best place however to find us is on our own website hyperionadventurespodcast.com while you're there why don't you subscribe for the newsletter and then after you subscribe for the newsletter why don't you vote on our hyperion adventures disney hall of fame ballot you might win a poster for the rise of Skywalker. Right. And, you know, uh, so many of you participated in the process of getting these nominations put together. So continue that on. Get your vote in there. And by the way, if you don't, for whatever reason, maybe you're just not a Star Wars fan. You don't have any need for the poster or whatever. You can still vote on the ballot and you, right. you just don't need to fill out the information at the end 
we, we do require you to, to at least answer one for every one of the ballot options. But as far as the entering your email address, entering your name, anything of that, you do not have to do that. That's only if you want to enter the contest, just right, to let you right. know. So. So. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. We'll have a link to the ballot as well there. We are on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And what we really would appreciate if you could tell a friend about our podcast and what's really exceptionally appreciated is if you could give us a review yes we've received some great reviews recently yeah uh, by the way if you do give us a review and you do fill out the ballot we, that will give you a second entry for the yes. chance to win that poster so please take part in that just to, you know to give yourself a, another opportunity yeah. to win by the edge no matter what, we even whether you're entering or not, we appreciate everybody who's given us a review, who will give us a review in the future. It does help us become a better podcaster. That's right. So thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm. And thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.